Bartender Journey, episode number four with Vincent Vano. Damn! What's up? All right. Well, we're uh, happy to keep this thing going, and we're excited about it. And we got some stuff to talk about today, but as usual, we'll give you our contact information. You can see us on Twitter. See me on Twitter at Barkeep Tips at Twitter, as I said. And um, email is vince.bartender at gmail.com. What's up, folks? Vano here. You can reach me email, bartender2222 at gmail.com. And you can reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? One thing I wanted to talk about was my style. I use what I call big movements. So I'll pick up the bottle behind me and kind of raise it over my head, arm extended like this. Pete Townsend. yeah, man. I mean, it's it's theater. It's the everybody's there. <laughs> yeah, like that. And it's just everybody's there to have a good time. You make people are gonna notice that you you, you look different than the other the other bartenders they know. Or you know, I mean, nothing bums me out more. I go to a bar, which is Irish pub once, and the guy was like gloomy Gus. I I, I was like, this is the worst. I, usually, Irish bartenders are incredible. I mean, I, I went to this one place uh, with a friend of mine. I didn't go back for nine months. Right. I was there nine months later. Irish guy, right? He remembered my name and what I drank. Amazing. I had been there once before, yeah. nine months early. It's amazing. It was incredible, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's a real fucking bartender. Yeah. And a lot of the Irish bartenders like that. But point is, um, this other time, it was a different Irish pub. And the guy was like, it's such a downer. Yeah. And so, anyway... One thing I do to spice things up, I use what I call the big movements. So it's it's sort of a performance when making a drink. If if it's a multi liquor drink, pick up the two bottles at once, pour them in the same glass at the same time. Bang! Grab the soda gun. Whatever it is you can do to make it more interesting to watch, because like we said one time before, you're you're the rock star of the of the, of the place, and you you got to act like one. I I used to train with this boxing teacher, and he would say he had an expression. He said like you know <laughs> that's deep man that's good act, you know yeah. act like you know the reality the perception right? perception is reality reality is perception and it's all about you man yeah. <laughs> it's about or it's i mean it's about your guests giving them making sure they have a good time but one way you can do that is uh put on a little show for them and whether it's the, we don't really throw the bottles around that much but we're not the flare bartenders where we're flipping the bottles or anything but um, you can put on a show different ways, and you use your own personality to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's you know, what's your style? And I've seen you do the I call it the Pete Townsend because he looks like <laughs> the guitar player from the Who and he does the windmill. But I, number one, I always have three shakers. That's my style. I like to always have shake my drinks. And with me, is I, I'm with my personality. I feed off the moment. You know, try to make jokes to customers to laugh, and that's how I get them in. And uh, that's how I make my money. It worked for me. And everybody's got to find their own. You got to be different. Every, you know, if you, everyone has a different style. And if like, mm-hmm. what you call them, gloomy Gus? I mean, it's the worst. Yeah, it's like, and you got to have some. Oh, always have something up your sleeve, whether it's a joke or a, or a special drink you want somebody to try sure. or whatever it is. You got to keep the, the the party going. Or if it's or if it's just a little local pub where you're going to be sitting with the same person for two hours and it's quiet, you're going to have you don't want the conversation to die. You got to sure. need, you need something to talk about. So what if what if what if you learn something about uh, one thing I like to do is I like to learn about like bourbon. You know, I was talking to a liquor rep about it one time. How there's certain rules if you want to call your whiskey bourbon whiskey, there's certain rules that have to be followed. And they were in, they're in the not in the Constitution, but it was it was a law um, enacted by the federal government like 150 years ago. These these six 
qualifications to before you could call something bourbon. And one of them is it has to be 51% corn because um, there's so much corn in the United States. But anyway, anyway, point is that's one thing you could do to learn learn about and learn about the products you're serving with the beer. Maybe craft beer is big now. So where where was this beer made? Maybe it was made you know ten miles away or five miles away or next door. So that's something you can use to start up conversations and just one of those things you can have up your sleeve. I, I find it interesting. Not everybody does, I guess. Yeah, I have a you know you know deep social intelligence behind a bar. You got to have and what I do to uh, and it works for me is when the a guest comes up and I'm getting to know him or her. If they talk about something that I can feel they're passionate about, mm-hmm. I just I just focus on that. Yeah, and I'll just start talking about that, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm interested. I've learned so much being behind a bar. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just like just we'll devote the whole time, and I'll ask yeah. a lot of questions. So you rescue dogs? How many dogs yeah. do you have on your property? Well, that's yeah, that's and, that's another Dale Carnegie thing. It's and like for me, the, the I mean, person. but it works, and I don't have to flip bottles, and I don't. Want, for me, people see that I'm a, I have my shakers. I'm quick with the drinks, but like you said in the last podcast, it's that experience. You know, the guests you want to make them comfortable. I'm, it's your time. You, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what equals to tips and repeat well, so customer. Right. You're so right. That that Dale Carnegie book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, is so key. You should read it. Or I, I got it at the library. On audio, I never on read audio. it. Oh, I, you didn't? No. I got to give it to yeah. you on audio disc. You can listen, it, listen in your car. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to, to learn stuff. But one thing he talked about was um, how to be a good conversationalist, right? And this, this applies to life and to bartending. He said, he said, I went to a party one time and there was a, a lady there and she talked about uh, what her whatever vacation to Europe, I think it was. And um, she and he would say, oh, that's really interesting. I always wanted to visit that country. And she would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And he barely he said, I barely said a word. And then as we were leaving, I hear her. I overhear her telling the host of the party what a great conversationalist I am. I, 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 he said, I, did, I barely said a word. I listened. Yeah. That's exactly what you were saying. About I mean, I do that, dogs. and that's the other person. Just the other person wants to talk; they don't want to listen. <laughs> bar, yeah, and bar, I see it all the time. Bartenders, especially, you know, no one really wants to hear what you have to say. Yeah, they want to talk yeah, about I, themselves. Yeah, and I, I see bartenders, and it's, they're they're like over the top, and they're, they're like they're on a Hollywood audition. Dude, no one gives a shit what you have to say. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. I I don't I only engage in conversation other than can I help you? What are you looking for? Yeah. How's your day going? But if we're talking, it's I'm not talking about me to sell. I, I'm just selling my service, and I want to get to know you, and I want to learn. And you're gonna walk away saying, you know what, that was a good conversation, and yeah. it reflects it reflects in the tips, and it, it works it for me I, all the time. I, I enjoy meeting new people yeah, and yeah. seeing what they have to say, and that that's. That's a good trait to have if you want to be a bartender, and if you don't have it, you can you should work on it yeah, <laughs> to I mean, be a good bartender. People and then repeat customer, and you get to know, and you, it's connecting. You meet the rush. We talked about, it on, I think, it was the third podcast, the rush. When you make money, meet people, you get connections. You, you're, you're gonna, you have, you get friends. Yeah. You keep, you keep meeting people that are your friends after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird thing. It's like you know, it, you, it's how many friends have I met from bartending it's ridiculous yeah yeah i think we can continue that conversation i don't think we mentioned in any of the podcasts yet about eye contact and how important that is yeah. i don't think we've talked about it no so. but um it's it's super important and that goes to what we were just talking about the uh interaction with the person and, yeah. and I, i'll tell you man here's a funny story i was i was bartending once and uh, like you said a lot of times people come up and tell you what a great bartender you are and, and how good you are at your job and um but uh, one time this guy comes up and says, how long have you been bartending? I said, oh, a long time. And I think he's going to be telling me what a great, how great I am, right? But uh, in this case, I learned something from this guy. He said, he said, well, I'm a bartender too, and you did something wrong there. 
I handed him his change. And I'm always in the habit from the old school bars, like, you know, the neighborhood bar. As a guest at the bar, I leave my money on the bar and I let the bartender take care of it. You know what I mean? Like you you have your pile of money in front of you. And so I I didn't think about it, but I mean, he had his hand out waiting for his change and I threw it down on the bar. And he thought that was very disrespectful, and I was like, "Well, wow, sorry, I didn't think of it that way." Yeah, <laughs> but I, but it was, it was. I thought he was going to tell me how great I was, and here he is telling me uh, what I was doing wrong. So we can always learn something. But it was just his perception of what I did. He thought it was disrespectful to throw the money on the bar. Yeah. And when he had his hand out, I didn't even think about it. And I also realized smiling too, right? Huh? Eye contact and smiling. I, well, eye contact, and that's the other thing. I realized in that same moment that. Somehow I got in this habit. I, when somebody comes up, I first meet them. They order their drink. I, I make eye contact with them. For some reason, I guess I'm thinking about the next thing I have to do, whatever. I hand the person a drink, and I, and I don't make contact contact that second time where I'm giving them the drink. For some, for I, I had just gotten this weird habit, I, and yeah. I didn't realize it until that moment because I, I looked when he started talking to me. I looked up at him and realized, you know, what I, I'm in this habit. I just I give them the drink, and I'm already like thinking where do I got to go next, who's waiting for a drink, yeah. you know. So so I got I had to step up my game and realize there's two times to make but contact. Think how contact. far you're stepping your game up. Yeah. You're trying to serve <laughs> over 100 people, yeah. and that's what's crazy about that. You're, you're bringing it even to another level. Yeah. Where now, you, you know, because you know what, it's all about seconds, and you're going to the next person. You, so, I mean, that's deep, man. That's, yeah, it was. It was uh, this was like maybe three weeks ago, I, you know, I realized – this thing that I've been doing wrong all my all my bartending career, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't realize I was doing it, but I, I guess that was my habit. So anyway, that was an interesting story. But uh, something else along those lines, you really need to go out of your way to say hello when people first come in. Even if you're not, not going to be able to get to their drink order right away, you want to acknowledge them, make make sure. And there's there's times when it's so busy you can't really look up. You can't you can't look at people. Unfortunately, sometimes it happens. But especially if you're at a neighborhood bar or something like that, or a smaller establishment, um, you, you, when people first come in, you got to look at them, say hello, I'll be right with you, whatever it is. And then when they leave too, go out of your way to say goodbye. Don't let them leave without saying goodbye. Yeah, I I, I always find that disrespectful. When I when I'm at a place, a restaurant, bar, sure, or whatever, sure. and they, come nobody again. nobody says nobody says goodbye, yeah, or nice thanks for coming. Yeah. I think it's I think it's huge. And what about you're very huge? I mean, what about yes sir? I, for me, I do this all the time, and even if they, they they're younger than me, yes sir, no sir. Mm-hmm. There's something about that. Yeah. When you deal with money. Yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, and I, I you know I don't I, do it. I could do it more. I, I do it. It works for me, and. Uh, I, I find myself I do it only with like older. older yeah, I just I just but, think it's it's an edge, and it just but it's, no, it's a good. Thing. It's what works for me, and you know, everybody's got to find their own bag in this. But uh, I mean, you definitely want to, you know, like you said, when you're leaving, you know, nice to see you. You're gonna come back again, you know. Well, it's like this guy taught me. It's all about respect. You want to respect your your guests. They're the ones spending the money, and you're trying to get let's face it, more money out of them tips. <laughs> so that that's why everybody's there. So show show respect for them. Hopefully they show respect for you. On that, I, I bring this up all the time. The the fact that you got to be in charge of your bar, and I, I might have mentioned this before, but I got a I got a sign. It says rule number one: bartender is always right. Rule number two: if bartender is wrong, see rule number one. Because you got you, you're showing respect for the guests, but you're also in charge of the situation. So we we've talked about that kind of thing before. But I like I like my little sign. 
Um, so, um, and then also if there's complaints, don't run away, handle them, figure out a way to, to make it right. And if you got to find your manager or whatever, or take care of it yourself, you will, but don't, don't ignore the problem and do something to, to make it right. And you know what I find what works is when people are upset, they're either upset they don't like their drink or someone picked up their drink. It's just to be calm and just yeah. validate what they're saying. I kind of do a thing where I nod and I look in this eye contact yeah. and I look into them and I go, okay, yep, no yeah. problem. Let's work. And, I, and it can be resolved. And you, you, like Vince says, it's, it's your bar. You got to make a business decision. And any owner will respect that yeah. of you making a business decision right. of what's right to make this customer happy. If if the customer does not like the drink or complaining, find out what it is and try to resolve it or get someone involved. But I mean, it's just it's that it's that back and forth. And you talk about how that you know bartender pointed out about you know you, you did that wrong, giving the money back. I one time, um, as I stated, you know, I bartended as a second job, and I it was a Saturday, and I worked during the day at my first job, and it was a really stressful day, and I and I came to uh, work at the bartending gig, and uh, I worked the party, and I'm closing up, and uh, this girl comes up to the bar, and she tips me out, like I think it was, I want to say it was like twenty dollars. She goes, she goes, I got to tell you something that you need to work on, <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, you got to smile more. <laughs> And I was like, wow, you know, because I came from the second job and I was so yeah. beat. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, you know, like you said, eye contact and smiling. Yeah. It's huge. And, and energy, people are that. It, it's just the warm. It's just non-threatening. I, yeah. I never want. The only time I ever want to come threatening is if there's a you're out of control at the bar. And it was very right. few times in my career I had to do that. Yeah. Where someone was just like making. He was at risk of making people in jeopardy. He was just really out of right. control. But I just try to do that where. The customer's always right, and let's resolve this. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my two cents. Yeah, on and it. you want to you want to size them up too, and see what uh, not um, not that you size them up to see if they're shady or whatever. I'm saying size up what what are their needs? What do they what, uh, what do they need to make this a good night? What do they need to uh, enjoy themselves today? Maybe the, maybe it's the other way. Maybe that maybe that person had a rough day at, at their job, and now they're here to have a good time. So it's up to you to make that happen. You know, anticipate what they need. If some anticipate, uh, you can tell sometimes like young person or something needs a glass of water. You give them a glass of water, dude. You know, you, and you don't say anything. You don't embarrass them in front of their friends, but you, you might just hand them, you know, you look, maybe you need a glass of water, yeah. maybe, uh, or anticipate maybe somebody's trying to look good in front of their friends and they, you know, they order another round and you can tell. You, maybe you want to make their drink really weak or with no alcohol at all, but. It, but the but that person's friends don't don't don't, don't need to know that yeah. you know I had that I had that once and I was like I had friends that were ordering shots I was like I I really don't want it and I really don't want it and they're like ah, and I'm like fine like all right all right so I, so I take my shot and I I don't know what I ordered but it was clear it was vodka maybe and it was water so I just I do I looked at the bartender and we had that little moment like we understood each other he didn't embarrass me in front of my friends I, you know it looked like I did it and it was it was water he did the perfect yeah, thing in that great. situation yeah. you know you talk about um you know like the business decisions um it was one, one time I was behind a bar and this kid comes up and he orders a drink and he just he looked underage so I asked him for his ID and he, and he shows me the ID and I'm looking at it and it, it just doesn't look like him and I, I just mm. said hey what's your zip code yeah. He didn't know the zip code, yeah. and I said I can't serve you. And he just started screaming and yelling and, and and cursing. And I just just really talked to this kid in a calming way, and I told him there's no way he's drinking. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, he's making a scene. I said, here's a soda, you know. But I just I, I kind of did it in a way where it, it, 
I don't, it was like afterwards, I was like, wow, I can't believe that was resolved. But I, I just, I didn't meet him a confrontation. Right. I just talked to him saying, listen, I give you E for effort, <laughs> but you're not going to drink. <laughs> I, you know, you know, underage drinking ain't going to happen. I'm on my watch, you know. And number right. two, nice. it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and on the that yelling note, ain't going to change it. Yeah. When you make a decision, whether it's cut somebody off or not serve them in the beginning, you guys stick to it, man. They're going to beg and plead like a little like a you know five-year-old kid trying to talk you into doing something you don't want to do and uh they won't stop so you just got to stick to your guns and if you got to get management involved whatever i had a time there was this guy he i served him he was a big guy i don't know how many jack and cokes he had but it was a lot and i was like that's it dude you're that you think you had enough and he made he made a scene and he went and found the manager next thing i know the manager's told me uh he can have beer no more mixed drinks I'm like, this guy's like cutting my ball. The boss is cutting my balls off by doing that, yeah, right? I said no more. I made the decision. Now he's going to overrule me, and now I got to serve this guy. Yeah, that, you know that was another situation where I was seeing red. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the it wasn't so much the guest's fault as the boss's fault. Oof. I, I you know I tell you the truth. This is where it gets risky. I don't think I would have served him. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, because you, you know, like you said, and sometimes sticking to your decisions are not popular. And they'll, and they'll tell you, "Oh, my wife is driving. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not Bullshit. even drunk." And I'm like, "How do I know?" Yeah. Not to mention, who cares who's There's, driving? You know, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of responsibility serving alcohol. And yeah, we'll go cover that, but it's a you know, it's serious stuff, and you know, that's bullshit. All right, well, let's get out of negative land now. Here's some things we can talk about. For one, um, rotating stock is important. Um, even even the liquor bottles, which don't really go bad, but you really want to rotate that. The, the labels could get dirty, the bottles get dusty. But of course, with perishable things, you got to rotate that stock. Yeah, you know, I I can't stand it when it, you come in and the fruit trays already left over from the night before, and then people will cut the new fruit and put it on top of the old, and then you know next thing you know, the stuff at the bottom never gets. Ugh, it's, it's gross, you know. Yeah. So that um, these are just a couple of finer points of bartending uh, that I thought of. I like to. You talk about going turning your back. To the guests while you make a drink, if if you have to hide the fact that you that you're not making it strong because they're getting out of control or whatever, that's cool. But in general, you want to make the drink in front of the people. It's it's uh it's it's almost a respect thing. You're showing them yeah. what you're putting into the drink. You're not hiding anything, and uh, and it's more fun for them to watch. I think. Uh, you remember that one time we went out to that that chain restaurant? <laughs> that girl, she turned she turned her back. She she just did not know what she was doing. She turned her back. She had to use a jigger, which may, you know, maybe the company makes her do that. But um, uh, it was just so. There's three people in this establishment. And, it was and yeah. It was she one she time. sucked. It was so lame. And you know, she just didn't care. Hey, you know, it's just it just drives me crazy. And uh, we I, we talked about it in their first podcast. I I keep seeing it over and over again. You tip people out if you go out, and people don't even react. It's just I I don't understand it. So it's just for new new bartenders. People tip you react, you'll get more money. Yeah. So I keep seeing it constantly where be, they're be unfazed honestly, by it. like like they don't even want the money. They're be like, honestly grateful for the money. These people are leaving you money when they don't necessarily have to. They're yeah, they they should. They're really obligated in a way, but they don't have to do it. They can leave without without leaving without leaving you anything. But uh, another uh, another point here on finer points of bartending, as I call them. Be conscious where you touch the glass. Uh, I can't stand it when somebody makes a drink and they pick it up by the rim. You know, that's now their fingers are on the part where my lips go. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. So I use, I try, I, I touch it much lower than that, and I try to use only two fingers. I don't grab, I don't grab it, you know, with a fist like this. I, you know, I try to use just two fingers and um, touch it as little as little as possible. I mean, obviously, you want to try to keep your hands clean, but anything you could do to keep 
your fingers out of people's drinks. <laughs> I mean, you see it, you see, um, you know, you might see some people with their fingers actually in the drink, you know, it happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's one thing to keep in mind. To talk about the finer points, you know, for someone that's like getting into this new, let's walk them in like when they walk in their first shift, like the whole setup part. Yeah, like The yeah. ice, and then, you know, like how you, you got to meet with the bartenders and find out, okay, who's going to put the ice Mm-hmm. Who's going to get the glasses? Right. Who's going to do the fruit and juices and the stocking yeah. and you make sure the kegs are, you know, everything is. Yeah, there's a lot to do and every place will be a little different because some sometimes you have a bar back that does all that. Yeah. If you ongoing. do, you're lucky. Yeah, if you have if a bar back. Lucky. Every place will be different. The point is you want to be prepared for anything. Most likely you you're, wanna... you're going to be doing bar back and bartender. Yeah. You want to be ready for whatever is going to come your way. So if you got to... If you got a keg that's only got um, a little bit in there, not that you want to throw it away, but if you know it's going to anticipate what's going to happen, or maybe you want to get that keg ready, know where the, if you use a hand truck to get the keg, whatever, know where it is because you know you're going to need it really soon. The soda tanks, you got to check those to make sure they're all full enough. And if if not, again, if one's low, put a backup right next to it. And you want to have what we call mirrored stations. So each person should have their own setup so you're not going to get something from behind the back of another guy where you're yeah. going to bump into him or whatever. So we, we mirrored stations. Everything is exactly the same. Uh, you got everything you need, and you're not relying on anybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's real important. I think we covered this, but I just want to re- say it again. When you're working, especially behind a bar, and you're behind somebody, you always tell them I'm behind you. Yeah. Because if you don't... So it's such a, that can bump into you. Oh yeah, a lot of things could happen. So, so whenever like I, you're behind someone, always say I'm behind you, behind you. Yeah, remember I was talking about how I pivot back on one foot. I I reach back for a bottle and I keep one foot planted. But anyway, I'm reaching back for that bottle, yeah. assuming there's nobody behind me. <laughs> Crack somebody, <laughs> or yeah, I'm putting the bottle back and there's somebody bang right in the head. So there's yeah, it's that's that's a big thing. Usually you'll say behind and that, that way, or you just touch them on the shoulder or whatever. So that's important. So um, how do you how do you open wine? Now that seems fairly easy. And I didn't know how to do it when I first started. <laughs> I almost, really, I mean, yeah, you got to practice that, and you got to be ready to do it pretty quickly. And they tell you, it's you. I looked foolish, and I and I when someone new comes and they do it, I just let them do it for a little bit, and then I save them because yeah. the, the bartender just had me do it. It's like, yeah, keep doing it that way, and I'm I'm doing it totally wrong. I'm, <laughs> oh, you're pulling it out. Yeah, without the, so without the learn how to open wine. Now you want to cut that foil before you do it. I, I some people will just bang it out of there, yeah. and then but then the foil that's not the right way to do it because now your wine is touching that. And it gets in the foil, and it get it gets in the or even if it doesn't break apart and get in the glass, it's touching that metal, which can possibly put a taste yeah. in the wine. So you want to cut that foil before you start. With that's why you're. Your uh, wine key has a little knife on it. And um, pouring wine, I mean, depending how fancy you want to get, if you you can look this kind of stuff up on YouTube or whatever, but the formal way of pouring wine, you have your label facing out so people know what it is that you're pouring. So that's, uh, here, I got a bottle right here. If you take, the right way to do it is you hold it so the label is not covered by your fingers. So that that's, and then wine... We talk about the the uh, the bottles, the liquor bottles. You turn them straight upside down. You're pouring as fast as possible. You count it with wine. You don't do that. You really want to um, do it kind of slowly and let it let it breathe. I did at one time. I was so 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 busy, and I just took I took the bottle <laughs> a bottle of wine. I literally turned it upside down like this, yeah. and it's like splashing all over the place. And the and the and the guy goes, the guy goes to his wife. Oh, you bet you never. What did he say? He says to his wife. 
we never saw wine poured like that before or something like that. And I, and I was like, I was just a little embarrassed, but I was so busy. I was like, things have to, things happen fast around here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But no, like, go to his job and critique him, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tip but, rage. But, I, well, the, the point is, there is a right way of doing things. Yeah. There's a there's there's a right way. There's a wrong way. There's a formal way, which yeah. you don't maybe have to follow the formal ways. Of, like somebody somebody at a restaurant would pour a five hundred dollar bottle of wine necessarily, but but there's there's a right way to do it, and people who drink wine a lot will, will realize. Will if you notice. if you go out, you know, there's a right way and all that. If you go, if you want, I would say a lot of the bartenders. I was just winging it. Yeah. In my opinion, and you know, I watched them, and I listen. I know basic stuff about wine. I keep red room temperature, and I chill white and uh, and the white Zinfandel and all the Pinot and all that. I know very little about wine, and that's as far as I want to take it. I just want to make the drinks, and I'm able to, you know, like I said, the personality. But I go out a lot when, and being a bartender, I, I analyze. I watch the way they work. I see, and, and a lot of them are just winging it, and a lot yeah. of them know enough where they can make the money and. It, it just well, goes back good. to what you're saying. It's always it, there's always room for an improvement. Absolutely, you know what I mean. You're like, always like, learning. But if you want to be the Jedi bartender, you want to knowledge is key. And, well, Jedi you know. takes years. <laughs> you got to be persistent. And yeah. you, like you, what we talk about, where you're working behind the bar, you're pouring wine, you, you the keg, the soda cans. You can only experience. You, you, you folks have that never done that. You have no idea what that's like when you're ro- rocking and rolling. Yeah, and all that goes. And you gotta. And if you never open up wine, and you're pouring wine, and there's 200 people, and you and you say to bartender, "Can you open this?" <laughs> yeah. Or if, if you don't know how to make change, and you're you're short of the guy three dollars, and he's yeah. screaming at you, then the keg kicks. And, uh, Vance, I thought you were gonna get the keg, and I'm like, yeah. no, man, I was gonna. You know. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 and just, just well, no. Started sorry to keep harping on the wine, but um, knowing something about your products will take you to the next level. Like somebody might come. Older ladies do this a lot. They come up and ask for a burgundy. And they're like, well, we don't have that. But if you know something about the products that you have, you can say, well, I don't have burgundy, but uh, this is an American Merlot, and that would probably be the closest thing that I have. Because you're going to look stupid. You're going to make the other person look stupid. They, they come for you, ask for something you don't have, and you're just like, I don't have that. No, you want to order well, it. You, you, you want to offer an alternative. It. You display it, and like this is the two wines I have Merlot <laughs> cap. And I pick up the bottle of some house red from the local town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. I face the bottle. I'll give turn them a little taste the, if you want. You, you can go. give them a little taste. You know, But no, it's true. Listen, the bottom line is we know your craft. It's impressive, and uh, there's always room to, to grow in. Yeah, absolutely. After all these years, I still consider myself average. Yeah, there's always more to you learn. I mean, there's always more to learn. And that 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 one dude, Matt, I was talking about in Vegas. He was he was so good, man. And I was like that. I, I'm thinking I I think that's how I look behind the bar. I hope it is because everything. He was busy. He was talking. He was uh, in control. Uh, he was having a good time, and everything was flowing. It was perfect, and it, it reflected in the room. You know, people were people so were he, having he, a great time. It sounds like he had it all. Yeah. And you know what? If you don't have personality, yeah. you could be the greatest bartender. You're gonna, it's, you're not gonna make any money. It's number one. I think this is the number one. But thing, that guy sounds like he just had, like, he was a triple threat. Yeah, he could sing, dance, and act. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just one in there, boom, boom, and that's. And they, they, that's the Jedi bartender. I mean, yeah. And I'm still on that quest to, to be that, you know. And yeah, uh, it was. It was a, it was a the cool money place. You make, it you was know? a cool place. I wish you were there. There was, and then uh, there was another. It was kind of. There was a column, and there was sort of another bar that I could see, but I couldn't really hear what was going on over there. The next thing I know, the bar, the bartender over there, he's he's a big guy, and he's doing like the the, the crowd is cheering. They're going go go go, and he's like doing some dance. It was just fun, you know. Yeah. It was just fun to be there. Yeah, and I didn't want to leave. It was great. It was it was so. That's what we 
uh, aspire to be. And that's why I think talking about it, we'll learn just talking about it here. And and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you got something to add, you can get me at vince.bartender at gmail.com or on Twitter at barkeeptips. And you can reach me at um, through email bartender2222 at gmail.com. And you can reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. Okay, well, have a good time when you're behind the bar. Keep learning and be a good tipper when you go out. And we'll see you next time. Take care.